I'm Sophie. And I'm Emily. Welcome to Hallmark Remarks. Hallmark Remarks. Ba-na-na. Where we go deep about shallow movies. Where we talk all things Hallmark, dating, mental health, and pop culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. We are back and ready to have a great time today. We're feeling silly and just... I'm ready to record. I don't know well, about you. <laughs> last time we were so like, we just got to do a quick episode and we know each other. So we just kept having to look at each other and be like, and so quickly we're going to talk about the movie and quickly we're going <laughs> to, we're going to real quick, we're going to catch up yeah. and real quick, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode we're like, all right, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Where the spirit leads as Sophie likes to call it. Yes. Cause I you do. know, we're feeling, I'm feeling giggly. We've already giggled like six times before we even oh started recording. <laughs> We made fun of middle schoolers, laughed about a very inappropriate thing oh a friend gosh. told me, and, um, oh, well, we can kick off with this. So we were, we were just talking about this and we were like, wait, let's just hit record. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have friends who will send me like 20 reels in a day mm-hmm. and I'll watch a handful of them. I don't watch all of them. Yeah. And then Emily and I, we specifically <laughs> will only send about one a day to each other. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll sprinkle in, like, a text TikTok to me, which I don't oh, yeah. have TikTok. Yeah. So I just I like, like, go to the browser. <laughs> message them to you. <laughs> yes. Um, and so that, like, she might sprinkle one of those in. But I consistently, no matter how many reels I've sent her already, I consistently will send new versions of that Miley Cyrus song. Where she's like, <laughs> yes. It's not about the destination, about the journey, or like whatever. And whatever new thing someone has stitched with. <laughs> Recently, it was Senator or is Emperor Pal- Palpatine or whatever from Star Wars, and he's like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> but anytime I'll send her like seven of those new ones a day if, oh if I find them, or it'll be like three weeks go by and I'll send her a new one. <laughs> and. Every time I see that you have sent me a reel, I'm like, it's probably a, yep, it's a Miley, it's a Miley Cyrus. <laughs> My favorite, I think, honestly, was just the zipper. Because it's just The zipper's the best so one. Just simple. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, sent one to Sophie that she said that, like, how many friends sent you? Like, three other friends sent the same one to you. Um, Which one was it? The one in Costco we were just talking about. So it was a video oh, yeah. of a... <laughs> no, of, no, no. I, I stumbled across it. Across, oh. I stumbled across it, across it. Yeah. Three times this week. Oh, so I was the only in one my own reels. to send it yes. to you. Amazing. I feel yes. so, so glad. But it is this <laughs> this person in, in like Costco just filming one of those little motor carts just sitting there. And he... Well, the Lord's healed somebody in between the motivational books and the socks. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it, y'all? Won't he do it? And Emily and I were like, mm, yes, Lord. Snaps. <laughs> Amen. Won't he do it? It's so, it was so funny because it's just like, that's so funny. If you come across one in the middle of the store, I never think twice about it. I'm just like, oh, okay. But if, if you really think about it. Now you will. Somebody yeah. who had who had to ride one of those, either it died and they had to just like jump to another one or like they were just like, oh, I, okay, I'm over it. I'll walk now. Yep. <laughs> Won't he do like, it? Like so funny. But yeah, I will say the reels we send each other, they're either unbelievably weird uh-huh. or if we have this niche humor, like yeah. this very niche, 
what I what like the other person I'm like oh that'll make her giggle uh-huh. <laughs> yeah or it's like I don't know I ha- I think I have friends for I categorize my friends by my memes I guess like oh this person can mm-hmm. handle the dark humor or this person handles this like weird church humor and this person handles this humor <laughs> like yes. how each person well, handles have- their humor my friend Anna I have a few friends that I'll send these to but but almost always with Anna if it's anything about tea like spilling the tea you know <laughs> yeah and, or it's like um hey, you can't tell anybody. And then it's like me running to tell my best friend everything that that Uh, person just told me or something. Yeah. And that's very much me and her where, especially her, like she is in the best way. This is like such a thing I love about her where she's like, guess what? And I'm like, (gasps) or like the same thing. I'll be like, all caps, Anna. And she's like, (laughs) she who texts me back like nine years later. Yeah. Nine seconds later, we'll be like, what? What? (laughs) I know because it's she knows that that's about to be the like paragraph of. Oh, I love it. Oh my it. gosh, you, you will never believe what happened. And it'll be about some obscure person we knew like nine years ago. Right. <laughs> I love that so, so much. So those, those I send to her. But, you know, um, something happened to me this weekend. Two something ha- has, some things have happened to me. One um, is, it was, it was documented via video. Did you see my Oh, yeah. <laughs> I meant to ask you how you were and I completely forgot. <laughs> That shook me to my core. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Let's just say my pastor this weekend informed me that he and his wife watched the video I'm about to describe to you guys 100 times. It honestly surprised me every time. I was like, the whole time he was preaching, I was like, man, he and his wife watched that video over and over again. I can feel it. I can feel it right Um, now. Being judged. (laughs) Um... So, uh, this week, this past week, I'll give a little bit of like background to, well, anyway, I'll give, I'll give that background later, but essentially this weekend was, um, get some, get some cleaning done, get some projects done, whatever. And you know, those days when you're like, all right, I got to clean the house and I got to run errands and there's a couple of projects I want to get done, you know? And you're Mm -hmm. just kind of like, I don't want it to be overwhelming, but it feels like a lot for one day. So, um, and it was going to be raining. So I was like, all right, Haley, mm-hmm. let's let's do some cleaning this morning. We'll watch an episode of a TV show that we've been watching, which is called The Way Home. Mm-hmm. It's on Hallmark. It's flipping amazing. Um, and I was like, and then we'll do some errands and then we'll work on the project. She was like, cool. So she knows kind of what she needs to do. I'm doing my thing. And um, you know when you have enough things scrolling through your brain that you're kind of like half paying attention, whatever. Every day. So... I seriously, I had like cleaned my room, but then I did that notorious thing where I was like, now that everything looks great, I'm going to pull out every sweater from my closet and pile it in the middle of everything Yeah, to ruin the clean vibe, yeah. you know? Um, and so I was doing that. And in the midst of that, Haley's like mopping and she goes, Hey, by the way, it's really slippery out here. And I was like, and she's like, so be careful. So I said, okay. And in my brain, I heard that thought, well, I'm going to wait a few minutes before I walk out of my room and immediately thought, oh, I need to go grab something. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like, Mm -hmm. and I forgot all about it. And I walk right out my room (laughs) about to round the corner and my foot just completely, (laughs) completely just up in the air, like slips up in there. And I (laughs) fully land on my left butt cheek. Like like fully a cartoon. It was truly it was a banana peel on the floor, slipped, like, yeah, just it... straight up. And the corner of our house, so, like, where my bedroom door is, um, it, like, it's, uh, it's 
at a right corner with Haley's mm-hmm. bedroom door. So my feet <laughs> just like <laughs> split the door frame. <laughs> or the door frame split between my feet. So they're just like up in the air. And my head, like thankfully I didn't like hit my head, but I yeah. just like, laid it back onto my carpet in my bedroom and my arms are and I'm just like starfished at this point. Uh-huh. And Haley was at the perfect angle in the bathroom where she saw the whole thing. <laughs> the whole like, thing. Like saw the whole thing. And so on my story, I typed out, Haley, hey, it's slippery out here. Be careful. Me, five seconds later. And you get to watch because I have a camera in my, like, in my room kind of pointing out that way or whatever. Me walk straight from where all the sweaters are piled up and slip and fall. Like, you just see it perfectly. It was just iconic. Yes. And um, so I posted that. But I cut it down from the minute 20 seconds that it is to the six seconds of the fall because the other minute and 15 seconds, well, or 14 seconds was Haley going, ha ha! Are you I okay? Heard, <laughs> Guess I, what? We have a video of it. I heard her in the background. She was like, you okay? <laughs> like, as soon as you fell. She literally goes, when I, I when I fell, she was like, be careful. Oh, yeah. Be careful. <laughs> And at one point, it's like a deluge of rain outside. Uh-huh. And at one point, I am like yelling, like laugh yelling, but I'm like yelling, "You took all of the water right outside and you dumped it on our floor!" <laughs> Screaming, laying on the floor. So, so two days later, oh, that happens, and everybody's like, "I'm." I got so many messages of people just losing their minds. I'm, Once yeah, again, my pastor is like losing it. All of my, yes, seriously, all of my coworkers yesterday were like, who are on social media lost their minds when they saw me. So on Mondays and Thursdays, I play racquetball with my coworkers, three of my male coworkers. And one of our male, my male coworkers is very good. Like he has a really hard hit, um, kind of hits it like low on the wall. So Mm -hmm. you're having to like, you know, just, you just have to respond really quickly. (sighs) Line drive to my right outer hip butt cheek region. (sighs) And it was like the last pop, and I just like collapsed. I was like, "Ow, I'm done." <laughs> and like, it is a softball size bruise, like on my hip, and and like a welt and everything. And it's fine. Like right now, how I'm sitting is fine. But if yeah. I lean, like, or if I like, you know, sometimes when you cross your feet and uh-huh, it, like puts a little shift. bit more pressure, can't. Yeah. I have to cross my right over my left. I cannot cross did my, he, my left over. Did my it right. hit you on the same side you fell, or the opposite side? No, the opposite side. Oh. So I come home and it's just like, I'm not showing her my booty, you know? So I'm like showing Haley like the side, cause it's a side angle. And she just goes, man, you're poor backside. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck s- sitting. You're going to have to get like a BBL pillow, like what they give you and you get a BBL. I mean, seriously. So, and I was like, tr- I was like trying to hammock yesterday and I had to like lean to the left. <laughs> just full. But like, surprisingly, but like surprisingly the, um, the fall didn't bruise me. Okay. That fall... That's... The only pain I experienced was like initial. There was Dang, no soreness, no pain you later. Yeah, fully plopped on the floor. Like your feet were yeah. in the air before your in hip the air. hit the floor. <laughs> like, I mean, like my whole body was not was in the air it at was, one point. Like there was impressive. not nothing touching the ground. Yeah, and then there was everything, everything touching the ground. Hitting the ground. <laughs> I can. I mean, I can empathize with you from when I fell down the stairs. Like. Yes. So long ago, it feels and, and like. broke your butt. I, mm-hmm. I'm convinced I bruised it, but I, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't drop the Kindle, so I couldn't reach for the handle, nope. but I still nope. dropped the Kindle, and I also didn't grab the handle of the, you know, the, the yep. railing, so. 
I didn't bruise either. Not not a visible bruise. I'm pretty not, sure not I just visible. bruised my tailbone. <laughs> so when yeah. I saw your fall, I was like, oh, no. But then I'm glad I you're know. okay. I'm just. Yes. Yeah. I and, and I like, I kept hitting things, dropping things, hitting myself, <laughs> like whatever. And Haley, was, Haley would like laugh every time. So um, on Sunday, she was like leaning out of her window to grab something and then like came back in and, and banged the crap out of her head on oh. the window. And I just laughed. Yeah. I was like. Give me a K. Give me an Arma. What's that spell? What just happened to you? <laughs> Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. <laughs> Karma's a relaxing oh, thought. That, that leads me into uh, some T-Swift. That's what I do. I'm always ready yeah. to talk about T-Swift, but I'm glad that, well, I, I hope slash am glad that you're okay. Like, I hope you feel better soon and can sit. Yeah, I actually, I would say like the, I'm playing again in, in a couple of days and I am not on his team again. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, stand front and center, dude. Front and center. <laughs> like, like, just show up. And this wearing... is the second time. This is the second time he has hit me really hard with a ball. One time it was in my neck. Um, and I typically hit somebody when yeah. I play. Like, I'm just, it's the worst. So now I'm like, I, I'm probably going to laugh a little bit less. This is, this is some pain. <laughs> oh, for sure. Never catch me playing racquetball for that reason. But also I feel like I want you to show up just with a, like a pool inflatable um like just around your hips like a little mm. tutu but it's just a pool Wait. floaty okay are you cool if i just show you my bruise yeah real I'm time i'm not i'm about to say you guys are gonna get real time her reaction her not reaction. no longer a visual medium i know ready yeah oh Can my god <laughs> that's like the size of our <laughs> microphone <laughs> oh my <laughs> Gosh. That's the best way to put it. That is like a perfect yeah. circle. Yeah. I know racquetballs yeah. aren't that big, right? Like that's a... No, so racquetballs <laughs> are really small and like the welt part is the actual yeah. like ball. But so it's like outside it's of that. It's spread. It's like a full perimeter of a bruise. Truly the size so, and of I our sent, microphone. <laughs> I sent a video to my mom. I was like, sorry, I'm showing you my butt, but here you go because you're my mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she didn't listen to it. So she thought at first it was the fall, like from the fall. Uh-huh. And then she like watched it again with the sound on and she was like, another one? It's like, well, Opposite I have a bruise on my left butt cheek just to my right. <laughs> Gotta be symmetrical. Sorry about yeah, it. Oh my gosh. That's truly kind of hilarious. I'm not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> well, since I talked about my butt. And um, my inability to listen to instructions. Why don't you tell us about your new job? <laughs> but uh, hearing about your butt was my favorite. Um, so <laughs> I am in week two of my new job. And last week I only had to work four days just the way that the training schedule worked out. And this week I am working five days. I just completed mm-hmm. day number three. And I mean, truthfully, it's not a tiring job itself. I actually okay. really enjoy um I mean, I enjoy the job. It's a simple job, but it's not always easy to do because I am like puzzling schedules all day in my brain, like doing all the schedules for everybody and learning how long each service takes, learning about all the services that we offer. So if anybody isn't quite sure, I work at um, it's called Lash Out Beauty Bar and primarily does eyelash extensions and also offers um, like aesthetic. So skincare, like facials, waxing, um, laser, uh, stuff like that. And then we also have an, a nurse 
who works out of mm. our location. There's two locations, but they, she works out of our location once a week. And she's the one who offers like injectables and right. the medical grade, you know, um, skin services and all of that stuff. So it's eventually moving into a full med spa where we have more nurses on staff and expanding gotcha. that way. But for now, are you guys going to do like the IV like drips or whatever? So she does like vitamin shots now. And I think maybe the goal is to okay. offer like more things like that, like an IV drip where they can come and sit and relax for a while. Very LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few places like that in Richmond, but that's all they do is like IV cryotherapy and stuff. So we kind of want to do yeah. a little bit of that plus like the beauty aspect of it. So I've, I'm having to learn all of the services and kind of a little bit of detail about each of the services. Each provider also takes a different amount of time to complete each of the services based on their skill level. And so I'm having to learn when I schedule about how many blocks each of the persons takes up. So that in and of itself was just a few days of like, oh my gosh, 15 times 11 is this many hours and this is how many blocks they have. And because it's like divided into 15 and I was like, oh my gosh, math, 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 (laughs) like crazy. Um, But that I'm getting a handle on it. I'm getting a handle on the system and stuff. But I on Saturday, because I work Sunday through Thursday, on Saturday, I was like, I'm so excited to go to work tomorrow. And that is cool. a refreshing thought. Um, and like, have you, have, truly, have you ever experienced that? I, I did, like, when I worked at the coffee shop, I did in the beginning because it wasn't retail and I had worked retail for so long that I was like ready to get out of it. But that kind of went away pretty quickly at the coffee shop. Mm. Um, But what I like about this place, too, is that there's no walk-ins. So you only deal with appointments every day. So you can see exactly how many people are going to be there, kind of what to expect. Um, All of the service providers are so kind and so helpful. My boss is incredibly kind. And they're all people that, like, when I walked in for the very first time for my interview, I was like, oh my gosh, they're all like so pretty and like Mm. they do facials and lashes and like they're also Mm -hmm. put together and like they're so nice. And so I, I was like, okay, okay, good. Like I was a little nervous at first, but, um, you know, that reminds me, I was having a conversation with my mom, um, this week and I think it's probably like over Marco Polo, but she was talking about like Mean Girls, Mm -hmm. the movie, but also the concept. Yeah. Um, and she was like, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again I kind of forgot until she did say it but she was like back in the day the popular kids were not like these mean vicious people Mm -hmm. and so um she's like they were popular because they were friendly and nice like people liked them yeah um and I was like man it's so sad because I had the same thought oh they're pretty they're probably jerkwads and or like they're put together pretty you know and it's like, yeah, unfortunately, there are a lot more settings where that happens or you hear about, like, a lot of cattiness in yeah. those types of environments. And it's like, this is supposed to be a very calm and, like, peaceful place. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be the drama. There shouldn't be the competition and yeah. the cattiness whatever. So that is really refreshing to hear. But it that's was the so, environment. It's so nice to experience. And I haven't met all the girls at the other location yet. Um, but my favorite thing is, like, everybody's so diverse it's not like cookie cutter mm-hmm. where everybody looks the same. Um, there's, you Size know. zero, blonde. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's five, like, yeah. there's a lot of like 
skin color diversity, like style diversity, you know, just you're like, I'm the blue hair diversity. <laughs> I know. And there's a there's an esthetician who works at my location and she like has a cute little like pixie mullet. And I'm like, you're Ooh. so cute. Like, she's like also a hair. How weird. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you look like a little fairy. Like, you're so cute. And then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I am really enjoying it. And all of the clients are really nice. Um, you know, they're just there to go and get their lashes done and take a nap. And then I just check them out and then they go. So it's, it's really cool. I'm going to start to do event stuff soon. We have a lot of events coming up between now and the end of the year. Um, and I get to just get services done for not a lot of money slash for free. So my one request is please don't come in looking like you have like spider legs on your eyes. Oh, no. I don't be that lash girl. (laughs) Right. Um, thankfully they all look great. The girls that do their lashes, it's like if you get big lashes, they don't look like that. They're like done well and they customize them to everybody's eye shape. So it goes Mm. with eye shape and everything and like actual it's really cool I'm learning a lot um but I got a facial done last week on Wednesday and I felt so glowy and wonderful um so then I'm just gonna be testing out the services and and being like a little guinea pig for all of it um but I'm really enjoying it so I work the next two days and then I have my weekend and it'll be great so yeah I'm 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 excited about it I think yeah for all the jobs I applied to this is one that I just had a personal connection and I got this job and I'm so happy that I didn't get any of the other jobs because yes. I'm like, this is truly, truly a great job for me. Um, and like they very, they very much foster growth, like career growth, personal growth. Um, they do a lot of like continuing education, you know, they'll pay towards continuing education if any of the service providers want to expand their certification or like. If I were ever curious and wanted to go get, you know, go to school for aesthetics and do skincare, they would contribute. So I was like, okay, maybe oh. one day, maybe the next venture. Mm-hmm. I like skincare. So anyway, I'm enjoying it and um, I'm excited to go to work tomorrow. So that's all you can really ask for. <laughs> that's literally all you can ask I for. I mean, it's not the kids that are getting you sick where the parents are like dropping them off for an hour and a half yeah. without food and diaper changes. Yeah. And- it's not, you know, it is customer service. Man, customer service is um, very different depending on the setting. Totally. And when you have people coming in for a service that they enjoy, that is like a peaceful and calming thing that makes them feel beautiful, mm-hmm. there's just a different re- reception that the receptionist, you know, yeah. gets from the person um, versus something like retail where it's a little bit like, you know, just cattiness and basically wait on me hand and foot yeah. and and you know whatever but anyway i'm so glad i'm it's so glad to hear all that because so you know nice. on here we we've also heard your chaos in, in the job world so it'll be nice happy for you i think i'm i'm gonna have just one job for a little bit with like the occasional yeah. side hustle but not three jobs at once and i think it's gonna be great twice <laughs> yes it is you could take up gardening i, I have a million tomato plants if you want to drive to, drive to like, lunch for them. She's like, do you want to take up gardening? AKA, here's a tomato. <laughs> I counted. There's 187 freaking tomato plants behind me. Actually, one of them might have died, so maybe 186, Aww. but that's R.I.P. okay. Well, that's also, yeah. I don't know if you had anything else on your docket to talk about, but that's a good segue, in my opinion, towards our movie. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
Um, this weekend, we the two projects that I really wanted to work on were we have these wild blackberries in mm. my backyard that are leaning like on my neighbor's fence. And it's an interesting story because years and years ago, I would be um, mowing like my lawn or tilling up my garden and a couple of like thorny things would snag me. Mm-hmm. But there were so many weeds all around it that I would just mow over everything. And it was like a year or two later that I kind of looked and I was like, oh, that's the same leaf as my blackberries, my the ones that I've planted, which is like in a totally separate part of the yard. And I was like, interesting. Well, let me rip out these weeds, see what happens with the thorny stuff. And if it turns out to be blackberries, cool. You know? Yeah. Turn out to be blackberries. Wild blackberries are like out of this world delicious. So good. Like 50 times more flavorful than the ones I grow. Yeah. Which is like a hundred times more flavorful than the grocery store. You know That's what I mean? That's a so lot like, of times. That's a lot of times. Um, and one time I even had, like I picked a wild one and one that I grew, like the one that I planted or whatever, Haley like closed her eyes. She tried them and she could tell the wild one. Like that's yeah. how just burst of flavor it was. So for years, um, the last couple of years, our neighbor, she's like the sweet old lady. I love her. Um, she's always been like, if you ever want to come on our side and pick even more, you can. Cause we, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't care about this. So I was like, you know what? Let me just build a blackberry structure like the one I have for the ones I planted to pull it off of the um, fence and let it kind of grow in my area. And over the course of a few years, it'll just keep going and going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we worked on this weekend. We built it and with some long gloves on and pants and long sleeves because it's all very thorny. Um, we went in and we like ripped out all the old like dead <clears throat> vining stuff. It's not really vines, but it's, it, they're called skeins. Um, and like ripped out all that, which there was a lot, pulled it off of the fence, cut it a bunch, you know, whatever. And just kind of like trained it mm-hmm. onto the structure that we built. And, uh, which is basically like two layers of, um, horizontal fencing, you know, it takes all the weight. You can kind of thread it through whatever. And over time, the berries that we don't end up picking will fall down. Those will lay, you know, have some seeds on the ground, more and more like will more be actually more blackberries um but i need to reach out to some local friends because um there's part there's some blackberries that i'm like that will that will never reach my structure it's so far off to the side and just have them come and dig it up and plant it in their own yards but yeah um so that's what we did and then we hung up string lights oh, in my backyard so fun around around my picnic table and fire pit and it is literal magic. Like, I love it with all my heart. So, did that. Tilled up um, all of my garden patches. I usually try to do it over the course of a week or two. I, I till up about three or four times just to really break up the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, the last frost date was Saturday for here. But it's been a little bit chilly the last couple of days. These puppies behind me are going outside probably starting tomorrow. Nice! To get them kind of used to the outside weather. And then by the end of the weekend, hopefully, majority of the ones that I'm keeping are going to be planted in the ground. Maters! Maters. That's so exciting. So, yeah, I um, I was looking at my stock in my um, pantry, and I'm actually running pretty low on my canned tomatoes from last season. So I'm really proud. I, like, used a bunch of them, but this year I'm going to have even more. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I, um, I think that I have some blackberry bushes, like, in my backyard somewhere. And I'm going to do a little hunting to see yes. where they are. Because I think my landlord yes. mentioned that there are some back here. And I was like, well, I need to take advantage because I didn't know that when I moved in. Yes. <laughs> Probably end of June. They'll be uh, ready for you. Oh, so Dream. Yeah. 
My yeah. um, but the ones I planted, it's awesome because they bloom and they produce. And by the time they're done, my wild blackberries are ready. Ah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I have like three months basically of fresh blackberries. Oh my gosh, day. I love a blackberry. It's so, so good. good. But they're so expensive. Berries are so so expensive. expensive. And, and yet in the long run, they're the cheapest thing I grow because they come back year after year. Right. So I, and I bought one blackberry plant. That's it. Right. And now I have like all the ones that I have. Noted. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's the world of gardening for me. But, uh, we can, yep. We can transition because we're talking about gardening and food and this movie is about food and local produce that just really enhances the blah, blah, blah. Local cuisine, <laughs> local colors, cuisine. farm to table. Culture. All the things. Culture. Yes. Portugal. Portugal. Pinching Portugal. You know. But I, I mean, um, truly, I, I just, I want like a whole dash of Portugal, not just a pinch. I need like a yeah. heaping of Portugal because it was beautiful. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I'm actually a pinch. There we go. Um, I wanted to pull it up. Gonna vamp. I I forgot to have the actors' names, at least the main characters. Um, Yes, so this movie stars Heather Hemmons, who plays Anna, Luke Mitchell, who plays Russ, Amy Louise Pemberton, who plays Hope, Jonna D.S. Watson, who plays Brooklyn, um, Darren Day, who plays Dean, and then Duarte Gomez, who plays Lucas. There's others, but those were kind of our main, our main players. So our main, main friends, our main friends. I will not be referring to their to the actors' names <laughs> the rest of the time. So that, here we so go. hope you memorized that. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So I informed Emily that this is a little bit long, so we'll just have a fun little chit chat. I'm and, ready. And um, hope you guys enjoy. So, we open with the best food scene ever. Literally ever. Um, I am so glad I was eating lunch while watching it. Otherwise, it would have made me so insanely hungry. Oh, yes. Um, Our main character, Anna, is the prep cook for a TV personality chef named Dean. Imagine um, Guy Fieri and Gordon Ramsay had a kid, um, had a baby who didn't scream. That's actually perfect. (laughs) Was mean. Was mean, but didn't scream. Right, right. Spot on. Um, she, so Anna is timid and quiet with her opinions and simply grateful that she gets to work on TV as a chef. But that is also her detriment because it constantly creates doubt in who she is and the skills she brings to the table. Wonder how that's going to play out. Hmm. Uh, we quickly learn that she and the head chef, Dean, and the TV crew are all heading to Portugal for an on-site culinary experience for the show where local chefs and restaurant owners and farmers would be featured. The TV crew is comprised of one of her good friends, Brooklyn, and her guy, quote, best friend, Russ. Best mate. Who she happened to one time lean in to kiss, and he rejected her, which was supposedly because he wanted to preserve their friendship and not, quote, mess things up, Mm -hmm. end quote. Puke. (laughs) I just, I hate. Cop out. It's a cop out. It's a cop out, and... Oof, I just have some words about it. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Um, but what's happening? Chef Dean is negotiating a bigger salary from the network and will be arriving in Portugal once all of that is tied up. What could go wrong? Nothing. 
<laughs> Anna and the TV crew. And we also met her mom, who was lovely, was, so like, sweet. very encouraging, was, like, total normal mom who, like, you vent to her. And so, therefore, she says out loud some of your frustrations. And you're like, shh, that's yeah. my good hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for later. So, I know. Um, which I was like, I can relate. So, anyway, <laughs> it was just, that was really funny. But I really liked her mom. I loved... I love the love and encouragement with also the little sprinkling of, like, mom advice that yeah. you're like, no, that's for that. I yeah. don't like, yeah. We head. moms, we're going to just, you know, sprinkle it out there. We don't care. <laughs> it's your job. Um, Seriously. Anna and the TV crew all arrive in Portugal and still no Chef Dean. Anna is thrown in as the host of the show in the meantime so they can stay on schedule. But she sucks. She stumbles all over herself and is so nervous so that the episode awkward. is wreck. And none of this is live. Like, they're just, you know, recording and they're going to cut everything up, put it all together. And they keep talking about B-roll. We're just going to be filming a bunch of Mm B-roll. And uh, until Chef Dean gets here and then we'll do the kitchen stuff and, you know, just we're going to slice him in. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to make this work. Dang it. We're going to stay on schedule. I'm like, like, how are you going to have... It, it, no, this is so stupid. But I did, if they were just actually doing B-roll, that would have been one thing, but that's not what they, they were doing. They weren't doing so, B-roll. <laughs> they were no. having her interview um, people. Yeah, they were literally having her, which I was sitting there going, I cannot cook and have a conversation. No. So I actually empathize with, like, her struggle with that. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, why are you having her doing his part and then saying you're going to slice him in later while you're also saying you're doing B-roll? Like, yeah, that, it's not the it's same thing. So it's just like. No. But it was kind of believable in the way that maybe, like, the assistant was just frantically trying to figure out a solution and it was disorganized and all over the place. Mm. That, if they were going for that, they achieved it. Because it was all over the place. It was chaos. Which I think they were. I think they were, yeah. I think they were definitely going, like, this is all we're going to do. And then they didn't really do that because none of it made sense and it wasn't supposed to make sense. And it was just awkward. arrive. Yeah, they write for something that you know that they spent, like, months planning. Yeah. Only for the main dude to not be there because he's trying to negotiate his contract. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway. Diva. So, Russ, you know, after she sucks, after she stumbles all over herself and is so nervous, you know, the episode's a wreck, like, whatever. Russ gives her a breathy pep talk where he intensely stares at her inches from her face. Gosh. And she all of a sudden gets an idea. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> they should go to the local farmer's market where the ever so handsome Lucas is the manager. He's charming and passionate and he shows her and the crew all over the market and explains certain local delicacies. All the while, the crew films and the cutest montage happens that feels real and wholesome and fun. I loved literally every minute of yeah. it. Like they were trying different things, interviewing people. You, If you paid attention to like the background people, it actually felt like I was like, is this, are they actually at a real market right now? Yeah. Because she would like almost bump into somebody and the person like standing with them would kind of pull their friend out of the way. Yeah. Not in a horrible way, but you know, just kind of subtle people were like on their phones, you know, filming them filming yeah. stuff. You know, you're like, oh yeah. Like a crowd that sees a camera crew would absolutely have their phones out 100%. You know, to yeah. film that. Um, some of the ways that people, like some of the people they were interviewing were like awkward, you know, just kind of a normal person trying to answer questions. It was so real. I really Mm -hmm. loved it. Yeah. It felt very genuine, very believable. I have some thoughts overall about the believability and all that stuff. Um, but those montages were just so good. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to hear those in a second. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Lucas then offers to, Lucas is the local 
local guy. Um, he then offers to show them around to local spots for fish and the like to give an authentic feel to the show. Anna thrives being out and about talking to people and trying out all of the ingredients. I want to pause to say chef Dean is like only in the kitchen. We only need to film in the kitchen, only in the kitchen, only in the kitchen, you know? And that's what she was trying to basically be like chef Dean when she was filming. And then she realized like, no, I like being out and about. I like trying and feeling and you know, the, the ingredients like hearing from the farmers, why they make their cheese that way or how many years that this has been in the family, like whatever. Um, so that's why she's, you know, thriving. Yeah. So Lucas compliments her constantly and gives her his winning smile. All the while, Russ is in the background glowering at him. You know, the one who rejected her and wanted to just be friends. Uh-huh. How dare some guy give his girl, I mean, his best friend, yeah. romantic attention. Yeah. Doesn't he know they're not together at all and she's single? Rude. Rude. <laughs> Stake your claim without staking your claim. <sighs> <laughs> oh, I have so many thoughts. I cannot oh, it makes wait. me so mad. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about it later. Actually, no, I literally say it here. Well, turns out Lucas was tagging along and being helpful solely to get the show to be filmed in his soon-to-be-opened restaurant. So yep. he was sleazy and grabbing at an opportunity. But still, Russ getting jealous and disliking the guy was the epitome of immature situation shipper. Uh, yeah, it was your own fault, sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like this whole, I wanted to preserve our friendship. Well... What's frustrating about the whole friends who kind of like each other, but nobody ever, like, wants to give an inch on that is, like, that just causes a lot of, like, pain because you're... Yeah. You're too scared. Like, you're you're scared. Like, that's why you didn't do anything. It's the... I would much rather... I've been in a couple situations like this. Um, one in particular was, like, it was drug out for so long hindsight I'm like oh Emily girl you deserved so much better um but you know in the moment it's just like well I'm just gonna keep being a really good friend to them because then eventually they're gonna realize how much they like me and they're gonna want to actually commit and so it just sucks because I would have rather known in the moment that it was a no and then I could have like just been friends or if I knew that my feelings were too strong for that I would have just moved on anyway because if I knew there was no possibility I would have pieced out um and so I feel like in this situation I don't know how their relationship was before she like went in for a kiss and all that stuff but I would rather then just be like okay we're, we're friends we're pals and then sir don't get jealous that's just stupid yes you that's where I have beef because I'm like if you know if there really weren't feelings, like, that's okay. Like, yeah. that happens. But then there's kind of that thing, and I think girls girls with girls do this and guys with guys do this, like, where there's a little bit of that, like, friendship jealousy. Like, you really like your dynamic and yeah. a significant other can kind of mess with that. So, I get that. But um, I, I just felt like it was a classic case of commitment phobia. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And, like, cold feet. Yeah. And, um... I don't want to ruin what we already have. And I'm like, but what you have is something that is building a solid foundation yes. for a romantic relationship. Yeah. Like that is what this is heading towards. And that, right. and then that kiss, you know, that she's like alludes to it a couple of times and it seemed like a pretty minor moment. Um, and I don't want to make it bigger than it is, but it's the rejection while, while also very obviously being interested. Yeah. And it's like, why, why, you're a grown man. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. I think it's just like, 
I don't know. It's like, don't make it into a bigger deal than it actually is, like, in the moment. Because if you knew that you had feelings for her in the moment, then why not pursue it and see what happens? And then you're adults. If nothing comes of it, if you realize you're better off as friends, then you know you tried. I think that's much more mature than just being like, no, I don't even want to try it because I don't want to ruin our friendship. It's like, well, either one or both of you is going to still have the what if in the back of their of your mind, and it's going to be awkward. Right. And then yes. it's just going to be something that's always going to be there rather than something that you address and then maybe move on from, or you are in a great relationship and it works out. Like, <laughs> yep. yep. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I don't know. I don't know. The, I have been in straight up situationships yeah. where the guy wasn't willing to be honest that like there was obviously something there mm-hmm. and it was drug out long enough to be like oh you don't really respect me enough to yeah you like the attention i give you totally you like the whole i f- like the gap i fill but i'm a placeholder yeah like yeah. that's all i am and you've made me feel like i that this is building to something uh-huh. you know um and then i've also been i've been in situationships where it's obvious there are feelings uh-huh. and it's just fear. It's just straight up fear. And I'm like, you just wasted my time because you're too immature. <laughs> Go to I therapy. <laughs> and I'm like, truly. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so what's the worst that will happen? We date and it doesn't work out and we break up and we're not really that close afterwards. Well, guess what? Like the disrespect, it makes me not want to be friends with you now. Exactly. Like, this is, this is really frustrating. Like, um, and me then on. I've had the ones is rude yes yes and then i've had the ones where one you know you're just friends one catches feelings mm-hmm. doesn't really say anything they say something it's like a little bit awkward and it's like oh, okay and those aren't as like situationshipy to me yeah um but yeah almost every single time there's no actual legitimate reason why it doesn't turn into a relationship yeah it's literally fear of commitment or um i was a placeholder like yeah. that's it those yeah. are basically it I and what bothers me so much, like when people use the term friend zoned, I just don't I think that's also kind of a cop out. It's like, oh, you friend zoned me or like that person friend zoned me. And I'm like, what? No, there's just like no reciprocated feelings and yet you could yep. still you you started as friends. So like if anything, you put yourself in the quote unquote friend zone by willing to be friends with some person. But if all you did was try to be friends with somebody to get to an end goal and they didn't reciprocate your mm. feelings. I don't think that's putting you in a friend zone. I feel like you're just friends with a lovely person. And unfortunately they don't see you in a romantic way. Like, yeah. I don't know. Cause I feel like friend zone that can turn into like a dangerous territory when you, when, when people start to use it as like, Oh, well I'm just a nice guy. So you're going to put me in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, I don't well, know. I have there's an a issue with that. When- there's a point when we have to have enough respect for ourselves that we like don't fill this emotional get you know hole yeah. in people's life this emotional void because it's like that's not you being a nice guy that's you not having healthy boundaries yeah. that's you um having unmet expectations that were unreasonable yeah um that's you like I look at it like if I like you and I express that and that's not reciprocated and I still continue to allow you to treat me yeah. like an unnamed girlfriend, yeah. then, you know, that's kind of on me. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's you're kind of like, do you respect me as my friend enough to not treat me like that anymore? You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's all these, all these questions. But I'm a firm, you know, 
if there's even an inkling that this could be something, go on the date. I actually think there's less damage when you just go on the date. Yeah. Explore if there's a romantic connection. And then um, kind of both, even if, like, one isn't really there, just say out loud, like, hey, this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I'm not there or whatever. I think you can actually be really solid friends after that because you explored it. Yeah. And you gave it a chance. Yeah. Um, Coffee where you're just out loud saying, hey, I mean, I think you're cute. I really enjoy the time we spend together. I'm really comfortable with you. Uh, I don't know if this is romantic. I don't know. Like, I just know that when I go on dates with other people, I want to blow my brains out. But when I'm around you, I really have fun. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay. And two, three dates in... It's, it's clicking. It's really great. Cool. Like you've discovered a really great relationship yeah. that you can explore to see if it's like long-term. Um, you know, it's not really clicking. Okay. Well, we've only had two dates. Yeah. We can still be friends after this. Yeah. I think it's But never... the situationship stuff, it's like you can't come back from sometimes. I think it's never a waste of time as long as both parties are openly communicating. So like even, Agreed. even if you do go on three or, you know, three or so dates, and eventually figure out that, like, no, I don't think that this is for me. It's, like, if you've been communicative and open the whole time with each other and have enjoyed your time, like, if you enjoy your time enough to then decide to go on another date and then another date, I don't think any of that time was wasted because you've been open nope. with each other. So, like, yep, I don't know. Can we all just be grownups? <laughs> I know. You know, I was thinking about, I was having a conversation with my friend today talking about that date I had gone on where I was, like, there's just no romantic yeah. connection. And she said... I feel like, and I don't know what I think about this yet, but she said, I feel like guys just aren't paying that much attention to romantic connection. Mm. It's more like companionship, compatibility. Right. Do I have a good time? Do I have a good time with this girl? Am I attracted to this girl? Right. Whereas girls are like, is there chemistry? Yeah. You know, is this, are we like clicking? Are we, you know, kind of the emotion side of it, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and she was like basically describing, um... A college, you know, friendship where, like, they had gone a couple days. Then she um, went on a few dates with a guy that ended up being who she married. And the first guy was kind of like, what the heck? And she's like, dude, we have no chemistry. Right. And I was like, yeah, and you can't... I've been on the receiving end of that, and it sucks because you feel like... Like, you feel it. You know, you're like, oh, I really like... But it's like really liking somebody and actually having chemistry with them, you know, can be two different things. Um, But that, I think, is where it's like when you take a date two dates, three dates, four dates, and you explore that and just see, like, is this romantic? When you kiss the other person, is it, like, weird that you're kissing your friend? Or is it, like, you know, are some sparks flying? Yeah. Um, do you align, you know, with your faith, with your worldviews, with, you know, do you think your family's good? Like, all these little tiny things that mm-hmm. add up. Are you going, wow, like, this person is great? Or are you going, you know what, enough things are adding up in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, like, we are friends for a reason and we hang out once every other month. Yeah. And have a good time and then just kind of move on. And, like, that is that is perfect for us. Okay. You answer that question. You're fine. Like, yeah. You tried it. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and also just appreciate <sighs> yeah. appreciate the fact that you were able to make a connection with another human. I know. And, like, and like contribute to I their life. I think about that with, with dating. I'm like, this is a really cool opportunity to just meet somebody, you know, get to hear somebody's story, yeah. um, hear why they are the way they are, what's, you know, what contributing factors, you know, ha- exist or existed to make them who they are today. Like, just really cool opportunity that we don't always have because, you know, at this age, we're kind of hanging out with the same people <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, man, okay, so <laughs> this is so dumb. 
And I know we've like veered off from the movie a little bit, but um, I'm watching the latest season of Love is Blind. <laughs> and um, for those who don't know, reality dating show, they date by being in these like pods, these yeah. rooms where there's a wall in between them and the person of the opposite sex. Yeah. They don't see each other. They go on the, you know, they have notebooks. So they can kind of keep notes on who's who. Um, but by like day three, some people are engaged. Like it's, it's wild. And I was talking to a coworker of mine and he and I are cracking up because I was like, I'm listening to these conversations that these, I mean, most of them are like in their thirties. Yeah. You know, like late twenties, early thirties, um, up to like late thirties, early forties, even, yeah. you know, so you have this, this wide range and they're like, I just feel such an emotional connection. And they're having like some of the lamest conversations, you know, whatever. Yeah. Some people are having really good ones. Yeah. Like one, you know, one whose like brother passed away and like in a car accident that was just wild. And you're just like, wow. And they talk about like that emotional connection. And you're like, there's just something about, hmm. Okay. I can hang out with my friends and I'm pretty open and vulnerable with my friends, but there's certain people that know certain things about me. Other groups know other things about me and it's not from a place of secrecy. It's just, there's some things that people make you feel really comfortable talking about. Maybe there's struggles that my one friend has that I feel like, oh yeah, you can, you totally get what I'm, you know, going through or whatever. Um, but there's something about being on that date. Yes. You're trying to impress them, whatever. But over time you're like, when you find a safe person, you kind of start telling them some crazy stuff. And it's oh, like, yeah. I am not telling a guy friend things like that. I, but I will tell a significant other, yeah. you know? So as a friend, you, there's still parts of it that you're like, you just don't know. You just don't know them. Not, yeah. not to that fullest extent, because I will tell my girlfriend's way more things than I'm going to tell a, a guy friend. Totally. So yeah, even that part. So that was kind of a roundabout way to say yeah. effing hate situationships. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we talked about that in so much depth. <laughs> it just, it's such it's an trigger. epidemic. <laughs> I know. And I'll, I'll actually kind of talk to about something, something good later, but, um, not in my personal life, but like my opinion of this movie. But yeah. anyway, so, you know, the whole jealous and disliking the guy was the epitome of immature situation shipper. So anyways, Anna tells Lucas off and pieces out of that situation real fast. She heads back to where they're all staying and feels so dumb. But Brooklyn, one of the crew members and a good friend of hers, gives her a sweet and simple talking to about how she's actually great as a chef and as a person. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really enjoyed Brooklyn's energy that she brought yeah, to everything. She was gar- like yeah, she, she was great. She was, you know, there's always that quirky best friend, but she was quirky, I think, in a, norm- a more normal way than we see. It wasn't like, yeah. I'm the quirky friend. It was yeah. like, I'm not on camera, but well, she you made me get on camera and gave- I liked it. <laughs> she gave me like Gen Z vibes. You know, yes. like, younger, but she was, like, that cool, younger, like, assistant. I don't really know. I guess she was, like, an intern or something. I don't know. I guess she was categorized as such. But um, she just gave, like, sage advice. And she I did. was like, you're yeah. cool. <laughs> like, I would yeah. want to be your friend. Truly. Truly. Uh, I thought the same thing. <laughs> um, so she, you know, she's a great chef and a person. In walks Russ, asking them both to go hang out. And all of a sudden, Brooklyn is busy and she practically runs out of that room. Wing now woman. that is major wing woman energy. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you go, Brooklyn. Go, Brooklyn. So 
My opinions of Russ shifted at the cute all day together montage. They mm-hmm. were having a good time and I always love, this is my like positive on it. I always love the friends to lover storylines because yeah. there's already a foundation of solid friendship and comfortability in their hangouts. Mm-hmm. We got to see that so well here and I really enjoyed it. Like the, the movie did a actually great job of that part because honestly the whole time I was like, how am I going to be convinced that she should date Russ? Because... I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. You know, that whole movie, I was like, ugh, yeah. I'm not feeling this at all. So, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it Um, cute. Anna and the crew need to finish up filming, but as they are planning out the last few days, Chef Dean, <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot you existed. Random. Um, Chef Dean randomly shows back up and expects to take over again. Everyone mm-hmm. is hesitant to tell him what they've been doing while he was absent. When they finally do, Dean fires Anna for overstepping and disregards literally any logical explanation from everyone around him. So dumb. He is literally gone. I know I just used literally twice, but he is literally gone for a week and filming couldn't just stop. But yeah, Anna is the bad guy. Wasn't he in Portugal like the whole time? Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, his head of staff person, Hope, who she's actually a really big kind of player, but she, it's almost like her um, issues and things she's dealing with are like side plots um which are fine yeah but they don't really touch the main characters as often but anyway so hope chews him out twice and basically tells him the mean guy act is no longer an act and she's right he sucks big time and i hate him Mm -hmm. um meanwhile russ and brooklyn concoct a plan to pitch to the network giving anna her own show all i need is the ending once they explain it all to anna we watch them finally cook in the Mm -hmm. kitchen and once again make some insanely delicious food as they gather around the table to eat, the entire crew plus Dean show up to eat, and Dean gives a stamp of approval on her new show and on her food. And the ever-so-cute quote, uh, the best table is a crowded one, is spoken by Anna, and that becomes the tagline for her new show. And that's when Emily teared up. <laughs> and that's when Emily teared up. Now, they also had, her and Russ had a moment where mm-hmm. he's like, they're, he, <laughs> they're like sitting on the stump or like this stone thing, and talking about different things and i love this moment i literally paused it to yell yeah anna um but it was kind of that moment where like he basically was like i like you let's give this a shot yeah um and she said all right but i'm not leaning in first (laughs) so funny and i i will be honest you know going back to the situationship stuff yeah i've told you know there's been guys here and there whether it was a full situationship or just friendship that I caught some feelings in or like whatever. I've told guys, Hey, like I'm interested, you know, whatever. Um, and they've just not reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And in the conversation, it's like, Oh, you obviously actually do have feelings for me. You're just not willing to like take that step or like, I don't think I overstepped because we were talking like months in. So I'm like, no, but, um, Oh yeah. I basically said, Hey, cool you're going in friend category now. Like I will Mm -hmm. sort through all that. There's going to be some like time or whatever I need. And there's going to be some boundaries I'll put in because we've been hanging out exclusively one-on-one going out to dinner where you sometimes pay going to movies one-on-one while, you know, like staying, staying and like hang out late at your place to like watch a movie and chit chat or whatever. Mm, That's that's, that's gone, you know, that's, but I was like, girlfriend category. (laughs) It is. It's girlfriend privileges too, because we cooked dinner together. Like all these things. I'm like, no, um, but I did say, hey, if things ever change, you're going to have to make the first move. Because yeah, I yeah. will forever be in, like, you're my friend. You told me that. Mm-hmm. I told you I had feelings. You rejected that. That's fine. Like, I'm not angry about it. Like, that's fine. But understand, I will not do this again. 
I will not make the first move again. You will have to speak up and kind of make yourself vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, next, if there is a next time. Um, I did that with my really good friend in high school and uh, we were just kind of roller coastery. It was like, um, I'd be dating somebody and he'd be interested. I'd be single and he be interested in somebody else and it and I'd be interested in him and yeah. it was just kind of this back and forth thing and after a while I was just like hey I like you yeah okay you don't like me back I, I'm not telling you another time yeah like it, it balls in your court basically forever yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of over it and I feel like that's that's what that scene was she was like Mm-mm, I'm not doing that twice totally. you, you're the one stepping it up this time yeah and I think like what as you were saying that I was like I don't know if I explained my friend zone theory before well enough, Mm. but like friend zoning is used as a bad thing. And I think like it's that term itself specifically, like the word friend zoning is usually used by guys who think that they are entitled to Mm. a woman who think that they, just because they are quote unquote nice, just because they, you know, pursue in a certain way they think that they are entitled and when they when those feelings are not reciprocated they'll say well you friend zone me and now i'm mad about it because i deserve your love and affection because i am nice to you no no that's dangerous also you need to go away because that is (laughs) dangerous behavior i think you said friend category and i'm like that's perfect because you were vulnerable with somebody and you shared your feelings for them it was not reciprocated, but you said it. You were like, and that's okay. Like, I'm fine with that, but I'm also not going to keep making that first move because you've you've expressed your feelings and I am going to take them as such because that's what you told me. It's like, yeah. and so you're, you're my friend. But, like, if you were to ever then initiate or make the first move, we can, we can revisit that. So I think, like, yeah. I think that makes sense. What I just said. Yeah. So anyway, no, I friend zone's dangerous. You. I think, <laughs> no, I do think the entitled part. Yeah. Whether you're in a situation feeling entitled, I've given you all of my time and attention. Uh-huh. Why are you put? And it's like, well, do you have respect for yourself enough to? There's a fear that it's like, well, I really like what we have as long as it's going towards a relationship. Mm-hmm. But if I say something, I could ruin the path i could ruin what we have i like it i'm gonna miss them they fill a void whatever it is and it's like okay well at some point there's a lack of respect you have for yourself yeah because you're not speaking up and for your own needs yeah you know um so i do think there's like that part of it because yeah just entitlement in general is just it's not it's not fair it's not good it's not healthy like that's just not how we do it yeah Really? You want to be entitled in a relationship? That's right. the feeling you want to go in with, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the friend zone thing, it, it's almost always used by guys. Yeah. Um, because girls use the word situationship. And yeah. we use that word because guys flip and lead us on. Um, and gr- <laughs> girls definitely lead guys yeah. on, but that's why girls use that word. But anyway, the friend zone, yeah, definitely has a, has a sense of entitlement to it. Um, and once again, you just kind of go, you know, then don't be her friend. Like... It's okay. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be hateful about it. But Mm -hmm. you also don't have to have that person in your life if it's too hard. Yeah. But don't blame them because they haven't caught feelings. And guess what? If they like dirtbags, then 
they're probably not the right person for you if you're actually a decent person. Yeah. Move on. Let them go. Yeah. You know, it's like, I know it's easier said than done. I've got, you know, you just got history and it's hard to like let go and whatever. I'm not trying to say it so casually, but instead of blaming the person for Mm -hmm. not having feelings for you, do what you got to do to like protect yourself and be in a good place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it's, it's really good to like how you said, you know, I, once I share my vulnerability with you, if it's not reciprocated, then I have to protect myself and respect myself to then Mm -hmm. move on. But not saying that I'm not willing for you to be vulnerable. But it's just, like, the constant entitlement of everything else is just, like, so icky. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm kind of glad you clarified it. I think I was following what you were saying, but I also don't want a listener to be, like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think that that needs to be said more often is just basically don't have a sense of entitlement that's not a healthy foundation for any relationship, friendship, romantic, family, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. But at the same time, if you find yourself in the friend zone and you're frustrated about it, speak up, see what happens and, you know, put whatever parameters in place that you can have some, some peace and joy in your life. Exactly. And like, I don't know, it's just another thing. If you have to like tap dance and do all these like crazy, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to win your affection. Then like, you're going to be doing that forever if that's how you yes get into yes. something. So just be and prepared. I, I do have, as personal experience with some of these situations, I've always thought, what if one day they come to me and say, hey, after all this time, I realize I do like you, I would have some trust issues. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because I'd be like, you know, it might be right person, wrong time. That happens. But I'd be like, okay, well, you know, what changed your mind? Because will that same thing change your mind the other direction? Uh, uh-huh. You know? Yes. Like, it's hard. I mean, dating is hard. Relationships are weird. (laughs) They're so weird. Like, you have to be vulnerable in ways you really haven't had to be before. Yeah. And I think that that's a really hard place. Like, um, you know, if I'm frustrated with a friend, I go back to my own home where I close my own door and I can avoid their texts or their calls until I'm in a good place. And then, you know, you can just kind of, like, do your thing for a while. But you can't really do that. Like in a roommate, like it's just, it's different. And so it's hard and being vulnerable is not enjoyable, but with this movie to get back to the movie, yeah, <laughs> I, I liked the environment. Um, I liked basically the last like third of the movie. Um, you know, I liked all that. I liked the realness of certain parts of the movie, like Brooklyn's character, Mm -hmm. um, the very poor job that Anna does like on camera. Yeah. Um, just some of those things I really enjoyed, but overall I was kind of like, this is just a really lackluster movie, you know? Yes. Um, so I texted Sophie when, when I was finishing the movie, I sent her a voice memo and I said... I know I'm starting my period soon because it took me a really long time to warm up to this movie. And now suddenly the last scene has me tearing up. And that's yep. essentially how I, a perfect like summary of how I felt through this movie. It took me a long time to warm up to Anna. It took me a long time yeah. to warm up to Russ. Um, I, I mean, anything with like food and travel, like truly her filming that she ended up doing where she got comfortable I was like, okay, 
dream job. Like, I want to go be a host on, like, the Travel Channel food destination show. Um, It took me a long time to warm up to her. And I, I know what they were trying to do with her, like, being kind of timid and, like, bad on camera because she was trying to force to, you know, she was trying to be Dean, not herself. Like, I get that they were trying to do that. But the first, like half of the movie or so I just felt like her energy was just so not there and like it was just very monotone I felt a little cringe around Russ when he was like trying to you know he was like flirting with her but it was just very like you said breathy and close it was just like forced chemistry at the beginning for me chemistry chemistry but when they had that day date montage that was super cute they went dancing at one point which i made a note she just took his ice cream out of his hand and threw <laughs> threw away two perfectly good ice cream cones and she okay was like, but they were also eating ice cream from an ice cream cone with those little tiny sample spoon things i, yeah, I was I like see that what what's not, happening you're not utilizing like the spoon this. but i was no. like first of all those are not halfway finished at all not even close to halfway finished and you're throwing them away um but that's when I was like, you okay. know, you're a foodie win. Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> mad. I literally out loud said, those are two perfectly good ice cream cones. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> um, but then they went dancing and it was cute and all this stuff. Yeah. But I started to like her when, like, I guess when she started hosting comfortably. But honestly, the last scene for me, I was like, this is really sweet because like, you know, I love that idea of, like, she she cooked for everybody, and they all sat at the table together. It's just very symbolic to me. And then she said that, like, the best table is a crowded one. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, but I agree. I really it was, like, that. lackluster. Mm-hmm. I don't think the acting and the chemistry matched, like, the set and the, the storyline and everything. I just was, like, a little let down. And I think, like, I wasn't as impacted by Lucas flipping the script on us. I was just kind of like, okay. And now he's gone. Like, dropped him like a sack yeah. of potatoes. And, like, yeah. I wanted to be a little bit more scandalized, like, Hans and Frozen. But apparently that didn't happen. Um, but it was a beautiful, <laughs> I mean, it was a beautiful visually m- movie. Um I thought her her wardrobe was cute. Like, all of that stuff looked great. I just felt like the performances were just a little not my favorite. It's like, I, t- I feel like we tend to do this. They adjust. But, you know. <laughs> if it were me. A of adjust- <laughs> yeah, a couple of adjustments I would have made is, in the beginning, giving us glimpse, uh, glimpses of her true personality and how she was masking it yes. so that Dean wouldn't be intimidated by her. Yes. Or, like think that she was trying to steal the spotlight so you know off to the side like dean had just stopped stopped filming um the guest you know there could have been a guest on the show and she's in the background like doing something and that guest was like chit-chatting with her and her personality was very warm and engaging and the guy you know the guest was like oh wow like you know whatever and dean was intimidated by the fact that she's so warm and engaging and people like her yeah you know okay I like that because then she has to mask that when she's around him so that she keeps her job. Okay. 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 You know, I can kind of like, I can, I can chew on that. Um, and then a better reason why Russ rejected her would have helped. I think, um, because the, I, you know, we just are friends and she's like, but you were flirting with me that night too. Like what the heck? Um, I think would have helped. Uh, it didn't make sense. 
Yeah. And their dynamic was not not the right thing um, for that. I, I honestly wish they had never even had that moment. Yeah. Um, the previous, I wish it had just been a building, you know, where people were like, you guys like each other. And she's like, I don't know if I say something, will it ruin things? And yeah. he's off to the side saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's stereotypical, but we love it. We love we it. We love that crap. So I'd rather they had not had a previous anything. And yeah. it was just always this like undercurrent that they were too scared to say anything about. Right. I can, I can get behind that. Right. Because you know? they're coworkers too. So it's like, that's, a, yeah. you know, that's pressure in and of itself. Right. And like, maybe he's contemplating like, and he kind of, they kind of touched on like his career and he yeah. you know, was like, Oh, I finally got in. She's like, no, do what you want. Um, and then he, he switched, you know, in such a great way to doing basically the same exact thing, but with Anna. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead of a Dean, but I I was like, okay, what what if he was that, you know, oh, I love nature, but I can't do documentaries on nature. And you're like, okay, whatever, you can't actually make money. But we love to see it in a movie where they yeah. talk about it and they switch jobs. And it's like, okay, I, I would have liked that. Um, and then, yeah, Lucas, the betrayal, I think actually could have been great if they had played up their dating yeah. relationship more. And then in the end, he was like, well, I mean, I got close to you so that I could do this. And he was just kind of a douche about they it. They went on, like, a date. Um, and I was like, oh, this isn't as impactful to me as, like, as if, if your yeah. relationship was a little further along. Yeah. And, like, Brooklyn and Russ were like, ugh, this guy, ugh, this guy. And I'm like, you don't know him. Yeah. He is showing you guys around this beautiful place. He's, yeah. like, making all these introductions, doing your jobs. Yeah. You producers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't hate him. But I also was like, oh, okay, that makes sense why he's been right there. Yeah, I... I think it would have made Russ a lot more likable if they hadn't had a past like that, like you said. Because then I think he would have been portrayed as, like, the friend. Understandably territorial. Yeah, and the friend. It it almost could have been, like, a funny thing. Like, a funny, like, that guy's not that great. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Instead of, like, a weird, jealous, like, you missed your chance, buddy. Um. So, like, if he was just a friend, that they have been blossoming this friendship. And I think, too, it would have been more believable if Anna was more believable and energetic. I think I'm just, like, I can't read any interest in either of you. Because, like, he just seems weirdly jealous and she just seems deadpan. And I was, like, okay. Yeah. But at all... That's a good point about Anna. I I didn't love her energy either. And she was always kind of this, like, "Uh, okay. And you're, like, I don't know. Um... I was almost wanting, shoot, what's her name? She was in that From Scratch show on um, Netflix, and she played Gamora in oh, Guardians Zoe, of the Galaxy. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, it's yeah. like I wanted the soft, sweet kindness from that like she brings to her character mm-hmm. in From Scratch. I, it was like my brain was like putting her in that, and, and it kept going, no, this is like the... Yeah. The, like, off-brand of, of uh-huh. that. And, That's the vibe I um, got. But I also was thinking Autumn Reese, or Autumn Reese, or oh, whatever her yeah. last name is, from the Lace movies. Um, and I was like, she, it was like her personality is what I was kind of craving. Yeah. And I just, I think we saw it that last third. You know, was, and that's yeah. about it. I was doing the exact same thing the whole movie. I was like, who else? I'm picturing, like, who I was picturing was, I don't know her name. She's a little blonde. She's a little blonde girl who was in um, a Hallmark movie about I forgot the name of it, but she also she played like a director, 
It was her 30th birthday. She was waiting for her boyfriend to propose, and he became, like, a news anchor and just Mm -hmm. never proposed. She was working Mm -hmm. with a producer, and they worked a lot together. They got really close. But she had, like, I think it's called, like, Picture This or something, where she went to the eye doctor and literally had, like, a vision of 10 years in the future. And she was with the producer and not her boyfriend. And she was like, this is weird. Um, Uh But she's, like, a little blonde girl and she's so cute and just like such a great actress. And that's who you're picturing? Some, like her personality because I feel like a character, this this character of Anna could have been so dynamic and like you said, like she could have been really warm but had to stifle that so that Dean wouldn't fire her and then maybe she got really nervous and awkward trying to be Dean and then suddenly she grew confident and let her own personality out. Like, she could have just had so many dynamics that wasn't there for me. In so picture this. this. I don't think it's the right movie because oh. it's Ashley Tisdale that stars in it. Which is kind of hilarious. Um, I'll do my research Blonde. and I'll, figure, yeah, but, I'll yeah. figure it out. But just, like, I was thinking of other Hallmark actresses when I was watching this. I want to yeah. see, see this actress in something else, though. I feel like I want to see too. her again just to kind of, I want to see Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm like, I want the actress that played Brooklyn to have, like, her a movie for her. Yeah. I really liked Hope. Um, did you ever watch the show Drop Dead Diva? I have heard of it. And then when you said the okay. actress's name, that the name sounded really familiar of that actress. So Hope is not... She's, like, a voice actress. This is one of the first... One of the only, like, actual live, you know, oh, okay. movies that she's been in. Got it. But the girl that plays her reminds me of the friend in Drop Dead Diva that's like okay so what we need to do and like she's a little (laughs) silly yeah 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 um but this is like a serious version of that and I actually was like is that the same actress um looked it up it's not but I I actually really liked her and I was like I kind of want to see her maybe in a couple more roles because she was a little bit there were a couple things missing there too yeah um it was almost like if every single plot line and character and actor had like a couple of tweaks yeah here and there the movie would have been, like, really, really good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the detriment wa- detriment was the chemistry between Anna and Russ was yeah. not great. Um, didn't do it for me. No, but I think separately they are, you know, good actors. The yeah. guy that plays Russ was actually in the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Um, I didn't recognize anybody as far as, like, oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I was kind of like, I don't actually know most of these people. Me either. But I was just curiously looking through IMDb, and um, he played an actual... I remember, like, once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, but his hair was way shorter in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually played a relatively prominent character, was in uh, 29 episodes, had a nice. really interesting, like, kind of ending to his time there. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I actually really liked him on that show. And so seeing him in Hallmark, I was like, okay, this is like different, this different vibe, whatever. Um, and I'm like, I kind of want to see him more of the rugged getting his hands dirty, yeah. whatever. Cause I was watching him play the part that my brother plays in his real world life, which is the camera film yeah. on the, um, the what's what's that thing called where it like takes all I the I want to call it a, gim- a gimbal, uh, but I don't know. If yes, that's a gimbal. Okay. You're right. <gasps> you're right. Um, and I was like, oh, like that's what Roger does. And um, before like Roger colored his hair and everything had similar hair color, mm-hmm. like all these things. So I was like, that's weird. Um, this is <laughs> me out. but but yeah. So I was like, okay, I kind of want to see him like rebuilding an old inn 
you yeah. know, and like she's just some random photographer and they, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, have to work together on something. Like that's yeah. kind of what I want to see. You good know? old school Hallmark film. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, very, very good. Yeah. Overall, I didn't dislike it. It's just not, no. it's not my favorite. I honestly want to just give it like a six out of 10. Like, it's not... Yeah, I was thinking, like, a five. I don't think people should not watch it. Like, yeah. I think that people... I think you could actually really enjoy it, especially in the background while you're getting something done. Yeah. Um, scenery is really beautiful. Visually um, beautiful. I want to stay yeah. at that little villa. Oh like, my gosh. that little villa looks amazing. Take me to Portugal um, now. Truly. But, yeah. Blackluster. Yeah. It's just kind of, like, okay. So, yeah. do with that what you will, listeners. Yes. Tell us. But you know what it did do? Give us a great uh, situationship conversation. It did. I mean, these not great movies, if anything, they're going to give us a lot to talk about. Yes. Truly. So, um, um, we don't have yes. a movie based on our next week. <laughs> nope, we don't. And that's okay. Sorry, right, okay. we'll figure it out. <laughs> we will. Um, but yeah, we, I don't even know, do I have an unpopular opinion? Um, hang on, I'm trying to think of from the movie other than the situation ships that we yeah, definitely Yeah, I feel like that just got my brain there. all over the place. I guess mine could okay, be wait. friend zones aren't real. <laughs> this isn't my, I don't know what my opinion is, so we can talk about this, but we'll do a versus. Like, what you know, you have to, which one would you rather type yeah. of thing? Ready? Enemies to lover versus friends to lovers. Enemies which one? to lovers. Which one is it? Enemies Ugh! to lovers all the way. <laughs> I feel like I want to be a friends to lovers, and I really do enjoy those, but some of my favorite, like, I'm thinking, like, Divergent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the Dragon, the Dragon series that I just read that I was talking about, like, that fantasy series. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, Hunger Games is a little bit different, but still, that, like, versus, you know, butting heads to, yeah. like, oh, we're actually, like, deeply affectionate and, like, yeah. gooey towards each other. You're like, ah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, so I think I'm a I'm enemies. To I'm lovers. an enemies to lovers kind of gal. The my favorite book series, A Court of Thorns and Roses, is just like they're uh, all enemies to lovers, and it's amazing. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. Um, I also love a good like grumpy sunshine where one mm. of them is super positive and bubbly, and the other one is just like a cynic towards everything, and then they end up like just making the perfect couple because they both grow. <laughs> So like one like is more of a realist after a while and like chills out and the other one is like, uh, the roses do smell nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like they, they both grow enough to complement each other rather than completely be opposite. And then, but a good enemies to lovers is so good. (laughs) It's my fave. It's so good. Yeah. I think like the friends, friends to lovers is a little bit more real. Yeah. So you're like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, that's hitting too close to home. <laughs> right, right. Um, I can actually picture that. Get out of my brain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The enemies to lovers. I'm like, I am not gonna be making out with somebody I hate. You know. What I I'm know. Saying? I will. I will join you in battle, sir. But you cannot win my heart. And then you win. You my cannot heart. win. My... Yeah. <laughs> Oof. You will not hold my hand. Holds my hand. <laughs> Holds my hand. It's the best. Yes. But yeah. 10 out of 10. So listeners, tell us your favorite book trope and your favorite movie trope because you know that we hate the miscommunication trope all all day. I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. I never will. And you guys will hear every week how I never get it. Exactly. Well, 
Emily, you want to close us out? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was great seeing you again, Sophie. And listeners, make yep. sure you join us next week when we talk about a movie that we haven't picked out yet, but we will post about it in case you want to watch it beforehand <laughs> or just wait to be spoiled on next week's episode. And as always, you can watch this movie on FriendlyTV.com. One day they will sponsor us. So have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for hanging out with us here at Hallmark Remarks. If you like this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a review so our podcast can find its way to new listeners who can join in on the fun. And while you're at it, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Hallmark underscore Remarks pod and on Pinterest at Hallmark Remarks. That's where we'll not only post about movies we'll be reviewing, but also keep you up to date on our lives and other exciting things. And if you have movie suggestions, thoughts, or want to send us pictures of your pets, email us at hallmarkremarkspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never forget that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Thank you.